0: sows, cows, plows.
1: Heck, anything connected to farming's on the menu here. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke. A
0: lot of little tidbits that we've got for you on a Wednesday morning. Good morning, everybody. Fabulous farming, Pam Yonke. So glad to help you wake up. It looks like our temperatures will help you wake up as well. little cooler outside this morning than maybe you would expect. Daytime highs today under sunny skies. Expected to be about 75 degrees. Tonight will drop to about 52 for tomorrow, sunshine and 81. Friday, we've got about a 30% chance of an afternoon shower or thunderstorm. Daytime highs on Friday, 82. Boy, oh boy, though, by the time we get to Sunday, we'll see sunshine and 88 degrees. So that's uh, kind of as we get ready to bid farewell to summer And head into the fall. Stumacher Macher, ag meteorologist, of course, is bringing us weather details in about 15 minutes. Also this morning, it looks like six of our agriculture lenders in Wisconsin are getting ready for a merger. Ag Country Farm Credit Services has announced that they are going to work on a merger with uh, farm credit banks in North Dakota. We'll speak a little bit about that as well. And boy, oh boy, the used farm equipment prices continue to skyrocket. Ashley Hewn with the Steffes Auction Group going to be catching up with us. They have seen some incredible numbers online as far as interest and bids for some of that used equipment. Stick around. I've got all those details and more coming your way on a Wednesday. When you go to places like England and Scotland, you're going to see dogs because
2: you got a lot of sheep. The stock dogs over there are unbelievable as far as their ability to handle livestock, particularly sheep. But not just over in that part of the world. Around our part of the country, there are some pretty darn good dog trainers as well. And Aaron, you ran into some of those and they had a chance to show off a little bit recently, I understand. Yeah, definitely, Bob. And, you know, I have a
3: couple cow dogs at home as well, but I wish that they were as trained as well as these dogs that I saw at the Wisconsin Sheep and Wool Festival last Friday. But I got the chance to talk to John Wentz of Big Yellow Boot Stock Dogs, the coordinator of the stock dog trials there. Aaron Zimmerman here at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And, boy, was it fun watching these dogs go out, move the sheep around the field, and watch the commands that these trainers and handlers give these dogs. It was kind of impressive, and I talked to John about, you know, what am I watching here, what am I seeing, and what does it take to get a really good stock dog? He said it takes a lot of work and a lot of time, and really, you know, people that get into it really get addicted to it and love doing these stock dog trials. This is a competition
4: from, with people from about six different states. They're moving the sheep around a predetermined course, predetermined amount of time and they're being judged on the mistakes that they make.
3: Obviously, there must be kind of a scoring system or something to be able to judge these right. dogs. Kind of, how does, what does the scoring system consist of? How does that kind of work? It's broken into five different categories. The outrun,
4: where the dog goes and gets the sheep. The lift, where the dog starts the sheep back towards the handler. The fetch, which is the path from the, where the sheep start to the handler. And then a triangular shaped drive through panels and then into a pin. And the first phase of worked out run, we always consider that the most important. That's 20 points, 10 points for the lift, 20 points for the fetch, 30 points for the drive, and then 10 for the pin.
3: Now, what does it take? to you know get a good quality stock dog and how much training really does it take to get them to understand all of what's going on on out here well finding you know
4: finding a puppy or a a started trained dog is the best way to go and it's important that the parents are actually working stock on a farm or as most of these are their trial competitors that sell puppies and then from there it's It's a a lot of learning, you know, studying, going for classes, finding a mentor is the best thing, and then time, time, time of training, training, training.
3: Now we hear a lot of whistles and commands and everything going on out there from the handlers. What do those mean, or, you know, how do, I guess, how do they get the dogs to respond and remember all those different things?
4: Well, there's a basic set of commands for left, right, stop, and then there's a basic set of whistles that go along with that. So most of them, most people start out training the words, and then the whistles carry it for the greater distances. So as you, as you progress in your training and the dog, eventually you switch to all whistles. These guys are running right now. We're watching the pro-novice class, and they're running about 250 yards to get to the sheep. And when we switch to open tomorrow they'll be running about three hundred and fifty, almost four hundred yards to get to the sheep. So it's not like we're in a little arena here. It's it's a good sized field.
3: Sure. So it's definitely pretty practical and similar to what they may do at home at working their actual own sheep flock.
4: Right. This is this is a test based on the skills that you would need your dog to do on a working farm. And that's where it where it was developed the first dog trial I think was eighteen eighty three
3: now i'm sure obviously with the stock dogs you probably have sheep at home as well and you know how useful are these dogs you know not not only coming out here to compete and do those kind of things but how useful is their help at home when working your livestock
4: well i had sheep for 15 years before i got a dog and i wouldn't ever have sheep now if i didn't have a dog (laughs) because i'm not chasing (laughs) sheep anymore i'm too old for it (laughs) they're they're um they're not worth a single, an extra person. They're worth an extra 10 people. One dog is easily worth 10 people.
3: How did you get involved with the stock dog stuff? Obviously, you said you started out and just had sheep by yourself, and then you eventually got a dog. What made you kind of get involved or decide that it was a good investment to make and you know continue from there? Actually, somebody gave
4: me a dog, a border collie. I already had the stock. I had cattle, sheep, and pigs, and... I just needed to learn how to use the dog, and that took a while. But I very quickly realized that the dog could do things that other, having other people help me couldn't get done. And they're, and they're willing to work all day long. They don't care if it's raining. They don't care. They just work. They just work, work, work. They like the work. They enjoy it.
3: Now, obviously, I see that probably these people have some pretty... You know, set up rigs that they go to certain different stock dog trials all over the country and the state and everywhere. You know, how big of a deal are these stock dog trials, and how involved do these people, these handlers, get with their dogs?
4: It's an addiction, big time. Yeah, Uh, most of the most of the crowd here are what we'd call hobbyists. They, you know, have a small piece of land or or have no land at all and this is their recreation going to these dog trials literally all over the country and you know this is their sport they, they started they tried it once and they just they just they're hooked on it they're absolutely hooked on it and it's pretty it's pretty amazing when you're out there with your dog moving sheep around the field in a controlled manner
3: you know you if you grew up with livestock, you know it. it that's not easy. <laughs> it's yeah, not easy. Definitely, definitely. Now, most of these dogs we see out here, I guess, have that look of border collies. Is that the kind of the most common, or are there some cross breeds in some of these dogs? Or, you know, what, what do people select for when they select these dogs breed-wise? Well, this is a USBCHA trial, United States Border
4: Collie border Handlers Association. And that's really just Border Collies. I mean, there's occasional something else, but it's just Border Collies. And it's really because at the distances that we expect the dogs to work, the other breeds just aren't capable of that. They're more of a helping you at hand type of thing in yard, cattle yards or pens and stuff like that, where these are open field dogs
3: i've obviously heard too that border collies are one of the smartest dog breeds out there you know are they in comparison to some other breeds quicker learners even too or you know how does it how do they adapt to their training
4: i think this is something that's that's naturally they want to do this and it's our job to shape how they do it so that it becomes something useful Um, their only reward for them is doing it there's There's no, this is the treat, is doing it. So they are very smart, though. And they figure out amazing stuff with the stock.
3: Now, for people that are maybe just coming out to watch and don't know anything about stock dogs or maybe even about raising sheep, what are some things that you can tell them to watch for or, you know, to know about it so that they can kind of understand what's going on? I think it's the.
4: When a dog's working the sheep really quietly and they're moving in straight lines and not running all over the field, it's pretty amazing to watch. You know, not every run goes like that, but uh,
3: when that's happening, it's pretty magical to watch. That's cool. All righty. Out here with John Wentz, owner of Big Yellow Boots Stock Dogs, out here at the Stock Dog Trial at the Wisconsin Sheep and Wolf Festival. It's definitely cool to watch these dogs move the sheep around the field out here and really know what they're doing and listen to their handlers. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Aaron Zimmerman.
1: Should you be wearing shorts or industrial-grade insulated pants? Around these parts, it's tough to tell, but not for ag meteorologist Stu Muck weather is up next. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngkey.
5: At Tom's Auto Center, we're known for being up front with our auto repairs. And
2: name brand new tires. Tom and Tom of Tom's Auto Center. Goodyear,
5: Firestone, Brigstone, Michelin, BF Goodrich, Continental, and Kelly Tires. We carry and install them all. When you need new tires, Tom's Auto Center will make sure you leave happy.
1: Tom's Center, under the getter
5: pitch, get done to get you going, guys. Off Highway 51 in McFarland, a stone's throw from McDonald's. You rarely think about it, and it often goes unnoticed until your basement or building floods. A reliable sump pump can be a lifesaver, preventing flooding by detecting water levels and pumping the water back outside away from your home or business. If your sump pump isn't functioning, contact your friends at Benjamin Plumbing. They can replace your existing sump pump, floats, and check valves. They'll even upgrade your current system to include a battery backup system. The battery makes sure your system continues to work in the event of a power outage. Away from home? Receive pump activation alerts on your smart device. Enjoy peace of mind and improve the value of your property with an upgraded sump pump from Benjamin Plumbing.
3: Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed, we mean it. No excuses. I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com.
6: Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business.
3: Benjamin Plumbing.
0: Just about everyone from all walks of life have passed through these doors, each with distinctive skills, dialects, stories, all with a couple of things in common. Sense of community and the love of a comfortable spot to chill out. The Tasting Room Lounge, the perfect refuge to enjoy your favorite cigar, spirit, specialty beer, or wine. Indoor or on the patio. Find your spot at the Tasting Room Lounge. West Broadway, Monona. ¶¶
1: if your workout includes baling hay and pitching pens, then you'll be comfortable right here. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
0: Well, I got to tell you, I think it's comfortable out there this morning. Maybe a little bit cooler than some folks might have expected. Let's find out about what's coming up today. Time for your Compere Financial Ag Weather Updates, Too much. Ag Meteorologist joining us this morning. You know, they're already talking about temperatures up in Black River Falls uh, already at 40 degrees this morning and maybe going lower. I, I don't want to start talking about those kinds of overnight lows. You know what I mean?
2: Oh, yeah, a little cooler, but uh, let me bust your perspective here. The normal nighttime low. Uh, A lot of us are right around the Madison temperature at 51. La Crosse a little warmer than most at 55. That's the normal nighttime low. So, you know, start dropping down to the low 50s. Not a big stretch of the imagination, but it's not that big of a deal. In fact, I really expect we warm it up some today. Heading back to more normal levels, mid-70s, and even warmer by Thursday and on into the day Friday. So very mild air is going to return. I expect some above-normal temperatures, even looking ahead to early next week, has to do right now with high pressure that's built in just to our southwest. That's why the skies have stayed clear, and it's gotten cool in the night. Very calm, some patchy fog, especially western Wisconsin. Even the low spots elsewhere, don't be surprised to run into a foggy spot here early this morning. But during the day, sunshine turns out. It'll be beautiful. A weak front does approach, and there may be a very slight chance Late Thursday, Lacrosse, Most, and maybe up toward Northwest Wisconsin, for a little sprinkle, the rest of us don't see it. I do expect that by Friday another front will be pulling in out of the Northwest, and that one is going to be the one where we talk about some rain chance developing through friday or into friday night maybe lingering to early saturday a couple of tenths of an inch of rain trace amounts to about a quarter that could be the extent of it but like i said it warms up a lot in front of the system thursday a very warm friday when that chance of rain could be around Cooling just slightly, then warming up again. Mid and upper 80s, there may be a 90 in western Wisconsin on towards Sunday or early next week. So a little cool start this morning. I think we'll get through that. We're not going to worry too much. But the warm air is returning to the region. And those above normal temps will be around right into next week. That chance of rain, nothing too spectacular. Not a big soaker or anything like that. And mostly we're talking about Friday, Friday night, just into Saturday. Otherwise, dry and warmer into next week with that very warm start. We may finally have a a little rain chance trying to slip back in as we make our way on toward later Tuesday or into Wednesday when finally it may start to cool just a little bit. So still very mild mid-September. Here we are. And it sounds pretty normal right now. It'll be above normal again for a spell. Doesn't get too bad at this time of the year. Certainly not hampering most of our harvest operations by too much rain or anything like that. Sure, there's some mud we've been churning up and scraping off roadways, but all in all, it could be much, much worse. I'll have forecast details right after this.
7: Compeer Financial helped us get into our forever home. They helped me expand more than acreage.
0: And helped our dairy grow for the next generation.
4: At Compeer Financial, we see potential in every plan. Our focus on exceptional client experience is at the heart of everything we do, and our financial team will help make every step easy and convenient. See why our clients trust us to make their goals possible. Compure Financial ACA is an equal opportunity lender and equal opportunity provider. And MLS number 619731. Copyright 2021. All rights reserved.
0: Alrighty, Stuby, give me a little update on what we've got. It looks like for at least the next 48 hours or so, uh, temperatures kind of like what we're going to experience today and then yizas by Sunday and Monday back to the stickies, huh?
2: Uh Yeah, yeah, we get that real warm air and I'm sure the humidity will join it as well. So we'll know that it's warmed up in the area. Our Compure Financial Ag weather update is for a sunny sky today. Yeah, you may find a little fog this morning, but I'd expect sunshine and mid 70s. Normal or just slightly above. No problems there. North winds about five. Overnight, we stay clear. Fall back down in the mid 50s. With east winds about 5 to 10, sunny again tomorrow, a slight chance of a little shower. lacrosse Most in late Thursday, 80, well, 80 and low 80s, especially in the west. South winds at 5 to 15, and then there's Friday, mostly sunny, and that chance of showers. Could be an isolated thunderstorm, mostly toward midday in the west, mid and late afternoon, the further east and south you head. Temps in the low 80s with that rain possibility around south winds at 5 to 10. Rain may linger overnight or just into Saturday, Pam. But like I said, trace amounts may be up to a quarter inch. That's the most we should really expect.
0: All right. And now you're still fairly comfortable that those overnight lows are not going to press us towards that frost line, right?
2: No, 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 well, no. Tonight probably the coolest. I mean, beyond that, we're we're staying much more mild with that air mass it builds in and we won't think about that for another week.
0: Well, that's what I was gonna say. I know there's what did you say, a cool front that's coming in front part of next week, but again, reassure me, buddy, it's only mid September. <laughs> reassure me that we're not gonna start killing off posies and everything else in a field. It's
2: Pam, it's going to be fine.
0: (laughs) No, I think it's relax. Remember that was the phrase? Oh, yeah, that's it. Suck through my air, relax. Yes, okay. I
2: can't tell you to chill out because you get nervous (laughs) about that.
0: (laughs) All right, buddy, have a good morning. We'll talk to you tomorrow.
2: You bet. Take care.
0: All right. Stu Mock, Ag Meteorologist. Yes, let's use relax instead of chill out, especially as it relates to a weather forecast. That is your Compere Financial Ag Weather Update for a Wednesday. Compere Financial is your financial partner committed to agriculture in rural America. As always, you can find out more about them and where their local offices are. Just visit com. This
1: is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngkey.
3: Say, have you heard of the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation? Yes, it's the grassroots organization of people just like you that care about keeping agriculture strong. By joining Farm Bureau, you also qualify for money-saving member benefits, like discounts on select Granger products and more. Get more details at WFBF.com. A voice for farmers.
1: A vision for agriculture. Wisconsin Farm Bureau.
5: You rarely think about it, and it often goes unnoticed, until your basement or building floods. A reliable sump pump can be a lifesaver, preventing flooding by detecting water levels and pumping the water back outside, away from your home or business. If your sump pump isn't functioning, contact your friends at Benjamin Plumbing. They can replace your existing sump pump, floats, and check valves. They'll even upgrade your current system to include a battery backup system. The battery makes sure your system continues to work in the event of a power outage. Away from home? Receive pump activation alerts on your smart device. Enjoy peace of mind and improve the value of your property with an upgraded sump pump from Benjamin Plumbing.
3: Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed, we mean it. No excuses. I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com.
0: Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business.
3: Benjamin Plumbing.
6: You no longer have to hide your hands. Your hands have been taking care of everyone else. Isn't it time that you take care of your hands? A Skincare Minute with Skincare Expert, Michelle Neeson. Did you know there are several aesthetic treatments that help your hands look brighter, healthier, and more youthful? Treatments such as broadband light and chemical or laser peels help with tone, texture, and getting rid of those stubborn age spots. Skin-type procedures can smooth out wrinkles and fine lines, as well as add new collagen. Dermal filler, like Restylane Lift, is used to improve the volume in the back of the hands. The results are noticed immediately, giving you a fuller, more hydrated appearance. Most treatments can last over a year and are more affordable than you might think. Now you can show off your hands with confidence.
3: Let your natural beauty shine through.
6: Visit us at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com.
1: Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong.
7: If you're interested in a rewarding career with a strong Wisconsin company, Rural Mutual Insurance is looking to add to their growing team of successful employees and agents. Apply online today at ruralmutual.com slash careers.
1: Mutual insurance
3: Keeping Wisconsin strong Say, have you heard of the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation? Yes, it's a grassroots organization of people just like you that care about keeping agriculture strong. By joining Farm Bureau, you also qualify for money-saving member benefits, like savings on select John Deere equipment and more. Get more details at WFBF.com
1: A voice for farmers A vision for agriculture Wisconsin Farm Bureau
8: Tom Spitz, and David Fink of Settlers Bank, where we can help you finance your new home and help grow your business. We listen to your goals,
5: then offer solutions that simplify complex financial matters.
8: We'll show you how easy it can be to get things done. To learn more, stop by or visit SettlersWI.com.
0: Settlers Bank, timely decisions, people you know.
9: Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Wisconsin took it to Eastern Michigan, right? Saturday. Um, I don't know. The game was kind of boring. It was just, you know, I guess there were some f- fun runs when it comes to the running backs. Like, what? What was exciting about the game uh, for Wisconsin tuning up Eastern Michigan?
10: Why weren't you? Why? Why? Why wasn't it exciting for you? I mean, you guys were partying, weren't you?
9: Well, I mean, yeah. We—I was wearing a bucket. I was, i had a cowboy hat on. Zach, of course, I was having a good time. But I mean, the game itself what was, it was it, just like yeah, you expected. Yeah. I kind of expected what was going to happen, right?
10: Yeah, I mean it was it was good to see the running backs get loose, right? I mean we 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 think that it's going to be a a good group. We hadn't seen Hillberger in the first week for and We still don't know why we haven't seen him. But yeah, Ches Belusi breaks off a sixty-yarder. Isaac Rendo goes for eighty-two yards uh, and showed off the speed that I think everyone we, we've been talking about it all the time. Now we finally get to see it. I think the running game certainly was uh, exciting to see, and the defense obviously dominant again, especially the front seven. Um, those were the the two notable things, and I think Graham Mertz. Uh, no one's going to be – I don't think the game was going to soothe anybody's fears of what that passing game is, uh, and it didn't. But I thought Graham Mertz did have a better – I think he did play better than certainly against Penn State. Um,
9: Chase Wolf. Mm. 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 I don't think mm. he's going to be replacing Graham Mertz, you know, if uh, there's a quarterback competition, right? Like, this is Graham Mertz's job for, for good, yes? Mm.
10: Did you Did you watch? I mean, I mean did you – Yeah, I saw. We've seen Gra- saw. like, here's the thing. Like, everyone talks mm. about Chase Wolf, and, like, like he, he should get a chance. You know, he can't be worse than Mertz. Well, yes, yes, he can. Um, you know, he's thrown, I think 11 passes or 12 passes in the last two seasons and he's completed all of them, but three of them went to the other team. Mm. So that's, that's a bit of a concern. Like he is, he is not a safe option. Like that's what you're looking for, like a, a game manager of some sort. That's not him. He's going to take chances. He's going to make some, some poor throws. And, uh, we saw that again, the pick six that ruined the, the defense's shutout and, um, yeah,
1: maybe Chase Wolf.
9: Not, not the answer. Uh, so, Zach, moving forward, Badgers obviously off this week, and then it's the <laughs> it's the uh, Wisconsin quarterback bowl. It's Graham Mertz versus Jack
10: Cohn. You pretty stoked
9: mm. up for this game?
10: I am, but it's, it, the funny thing is, it's it's not going to be Graham Mertz versus Jack Cohn. It's going to be Graham Mertz versus Jack Cohn and Tyler Buckner. Because, yeah, what the? Uh, yeah, because the Notre Dame offensive line not good and uh Jack Cohn got sacked six times by Toledo on Saturday. Uh he was under pressure a ton against Florida State in the first game. Um so uh, Tyler Buckner is a guy that's a true freshman. He can he can run, certainly can run. He's got great athleticism. Uh really highly ranked quarterback coming in. Um but I expect we see both of those guys. So yeah, Jack uh I don't it seemed like Jack was okay with it just cuz you know, it's uh he, they're winning. He's used to it. But yeah. I mean he's he's not being the guy and everyone's just accepting that. But um I expect we see a ton a ton of Tyler Buckner uh when they when they face off at Soldier Field. What? And and maybe we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens against Purdue this weekend.
9: Unbelievable.
10: And maybe maybe it's a potential that Buckner maybe even plays more than, than Jack. We'll see.
9: Well is Notre Dame any good? I mean like they barely beat Toledo, they barely beat Florida State.
10: Yeah. Or their defense is their defense is good. any good, I should say. Yeah, Notre Dame's offense, I think, is good. It has a ton, of, ton of weapons everywhere, but they're young, and their offensive line is uh, beat up, and young, and not very good. And that's usually what they've been able to rely on. Like Wisconsin and Notre Dame offensive lines, right up there in terms of what they've done the last fifteen years. And Notre Dame's line this year is not, uh, not very good, and it's shown. And with Jack, like he, he's, he's a tough guy. We saw that. I mean, he dislocated his finger. Got it popped back into place, and then you know, through the game-winning touchdown. So he's tough, and he can do that. But um, I think Wisconsin's front seven is going to be a huge, huge problem for that. Um, that Notre Dame. So Zach, uh, I, off the line. yeah,
9: I know uh, Zach Halpern, a sports director, joining us right now. If I'm on Twitter at Zach Halpern, Zach, I know you have uh, a nominee that you want to get out there, stemming from what happened at Camp Randall. But really, first, real quick, Ohio State loses to Oregon. Is this the most wide open the Big 10's been in quite some time? Like what what do we think about the state of the Big 10 right now with Ohio State going
10: down? Has has a Big 10 team beaten uh Ryan Day yet in that, like in the in the regular season? I mean, no. has anybody has anybody stepped up and said we're going to beat him and we're going to be there, you know, come come uh they can uh, I mean, the, to, to answer ten your ten, question, ten, no, like, no. You know I mean, like, is someone going to somehow replace them? Like, I don't, I don't see that. And so, right now, I, I think it's still Ohio State. Maybe are they a little bit more vul, uh, vulnerable? Yes, yes. There's, there's no doubt about that. That defense, uh, again, not great. I don't know what happened there uh, because they used to be just, you know, shut down, locked down, and they have all the talent in the world. It's, it's a young group, certainly.
1: Rough hands, dirty boots, and farming roots. It's all we know. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke.
0: Going to stay a little on the chilly side today. 75 is our expected high, but we should see sunshine. I'm Pam Yonke. Now, from the Alcivia Farm News Desk, here's what's happening on a Wednesday. So today, the 15th day of September. On this day back in 1963, A Ku Klux Klan bomb killed four young African-American girls. Remember, it happened at the 16th Street Baptist Church in Birmingham, Alabama, a predominantly black church. The bombings marked a major milestone in the civil rights movement in America on this day back in 1963. On this day in 2008, Lehman Brothers filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection, they filed for bankruptcy, considered the largest bankruptcy in U.S. history at that time. That was back in 2008. Happy birthday to filmmaker Oliver Stone, known for his work producing movies like Platoon, Wall Street, Born on the Fourth of July. He turned 75 today. And now you know. It is a Wednesday, and that means it's time for us to catch up with our friends from the Steffis Auction Group. Remember how you spell that? S-T-E com, and joining us as usual ashley hewan to keep us up to date on everything that people are looking at online and in person when it comes to these auctions uh the last time that we spoke ashley you had quite a slug of them that were starting to come up uh just prior to full harvest and people are still paying incredible attention to this used equipment tell me what you know
11: well, you know, we had a lot of auctions and a lot of activity last week. We're still seeing new highs on some of these sales. For instance, uh, the Anderson sale had a 2012 8235R tractor, about hundred and sixty-two thousand dollars, which is about thirty grand higher than any of the other ones we've sold like it in the last year. And that sale in particular had bidders from eleven different states bidding on a on a small farm line of farm equipment. Also had a 7,800 tractor that brought 66.5. It was only two-wheel drive. Uh, a year ago, you would have paid less than that for mechanical front of the same thing. Wow. So sales are strong.
0: Boy, I guess. And interest, obviously, is strong. When you talk about that kind of geography, we're not just necessarily focused on one region, are we?
11: No, we're not. It's, it's becoming a global market, really.
0: And that's the the other thing that people have to realize is uh don't just kick tires in your neighborhood and think that you uh have gauged the market. I mean especially in this day and time when folks are still realizing that the pandemic is slowing down production of that new equipment, boy, you you just don't know where your buyer really is.
11: No, you don't. When we sit down with potential clients and we're talking about having a farm sale, you know, that's why the advertising is so important because uh, less than 20% of your farm line is going to stay within 30 miles of your house, so it's going to go all over the place.
0: So you don't want to be just parking it at the end of the driveway and assuming that the right buyer is going to come past. You want to hook up with people like Ashley Hewan and his crew from the Steffes Auction Group. Again, let me give you that website, which is really critical if you're in the market to look at farm equipment or if you want to try to set up a conversation with the Steffes folks. Again, Steffes, S-T-E-F-F-E-S, group.com. Or you can call them directly at three two zero. 693-9371 and I want to remind you also they have a Wisconsin office talk to those folks 920 area code 442-5677 we've talked about it before Ashley the sooner that you make the decision to uh envelop your your plan and the internet better to uh, get involved with the Steffes group you guys like to have time in advance to really do the best job for anybody looking to sell, right?
11: Yeah, that's for sure. And, you know, we're going to have our next catalog coming out in October with all the auctions uh, that we have booked today. It'll be in that catalog, and our deadline to get it in the book is is going to be the 20th of September. So uh, we want to book an auction before then, so we make sure it's in that catalog.
0: Yeah, definitely. Again, folks, keep that date in mind. September 20th, that's next Monday, If you would like to be included in the Steffes Auction Group catalog, that will be coming out in October. It is all about reaching that global audience interested in your farm equipment. And the Steffes Auction Group and good folks like Ashley Hewen can help you do that. Again, their website, steffesgroup.com, or call their office directly, 320-693-9371, or right here in Wisconsin, 920, area code 442 56.77. 5677 that's the Steffes Auction Group with Ashley Hewan
10: Hey, there goes Pam Yonke in her suburban truck across Wisconsin. Thanks to Cleary Building Corporation. They protect what you value. Visit ClearyBuilding.com to see the Cleary difference. Equity Livestock Co-op. Marketing your livestock, financing your operation, and supporting the livestock community. And Wisconsin Farm Bureau, the state's largest general agriculture organization. Join now at WFBF.com. Keep up with Pam on social media. Fabulous Farm Babe on Facebook and Twitter. And at
5: MidwestFarmReport.com.
0: You remember yesterday morning, John Heinberg, market advisor with Total Farm Marketing out of West Bend, told us about a fire that broke out Sunday night into Monday morning at the JBS meat processing facility in Grand Island, Nebraska. Well, the good news is that it looks like they were back up and running yesterday as far as the slaughter operations were concerned. But the fire also opened up some conversations about building safety. Grand Island, Nebraska fire department crews were called in to help with the fire, the fire chief in Grand Island, Corey Schmidt, says the fire was coming out of the rendering area when they arrived, and it was a challenge for firefighters to gain access to the actual fire itself.
12: When our crews arrived, they they did find some heavy fire and smoke coming from the roof in the rendering area of of SWIFT. Our crews extended an aerial and also uh, stretched some hand lines to try and gain control of the fire. During that time, it was found that the the fire was actually in between the, the layers of the roof, some of the void space, and involved some hard material insulation so it it was very hard to get access to the actual fire fighting a a smoldering fire after we got the, the main body of the fire out.
0: That's Grand Island's Fire Chief, Corey Schmidt. So they are now going to be determining the structural soundness of that rendering area of the JBS meat processing plant. But as I said, the uh, slaughter processing facility continues to move on. That's good news because that facility in a day is slaughtering about 6,000 animals that we do not want to get backed up in the supply chain. Markets this morning in overnight electronic trade are actually holding pretty firm as far as grains concerned. Right now, December corn is up 3 at 5.23 and a quarter. November soybeans are up 7 at twelve eighty-nine and a half. The wheat market for December right now, that's down 3 cents at 6.98. July new crop wheat, that's down 2 at $7 even. The dairy complex yesterday in Chicago. Barrel cheese finished two and a half cents higher at one forty-eight and three quarters. Forty-pound block cheese was down a penny and a half at a dollar eighty. Double A butter that gained two and a half cents at one eighty-two and three quarters per pound. Right now, October milk is down three at seventeen twenty-four a hundredweight. November milk closed twenty-four cents lower at seventeen eleven a hundredweight.
1: This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Tom Spitz and David Fink of Settlers
5: Bank, your local independent bank. We're the premier provider of commercial, treasury, mortgage, and private banking services.
8: Our team blends experience with the latest technology to make banking easier. We provide the advice and solutions you need. To learn more, stop by or visit settlerswi.com.
0: Settlers Bank, timely decisions, people you know. Member
5: FDIC, Equal Housing Lender.
12: The Joey Song 2022 benefit concert is coming to the Sylvie. Enjoy live music for a great cause. Joey Song raises money to fund epilepsy research and support programs for people battling the disorder. The Joey Song benefit concert has sold out for the last four years, and 2022 will be no different. This year's artists include Butch Vig and Duke Erickson of Garbage. Dave Perner from Soul on
5: Assignment.
12: Chris Collingwood from Fountains of Wayne, and many others. Plus, a special appearance by Charlie Barons of the Manitowoc Minute. Tickets are on sale now. Get yours at joeysong.org or The Sylvie. Fighting epilepsy with music. It's Joey's song.
5: When you choose from several options, you're likely going to save money. That's what a family owned independent insurance place like ours can do.
6: When other companies offer you only one solution, Madison's Prairie Land Insurance Agency offers you a wide array of personalized, affordable options. Is your current policy really the best? Talk to Prairie Land Insurance Agency, your local independent home and auto insurance agency. For your free insurance review, call 251 3009. Prairie Land Insurance Agency. Our, Our best, best is the, the
4: very, very least we, we can do.
1: do. Pam is the name. Farm speak is the game. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
0: Time for another conversation about how our Wisconsin soybean growers and their checkoff dollars are driving education, research, and promotion. It's brought to you courtesy of the Wisconsin Soybean Marketing Board. Today we're being joined by one of the board members for the Wisconsin Soybean Association. Steve Tributowski is a grower himself and a fellow that's been on the board. How long did you say, Steve? Four years. Excellent. Now, before I get into uh, kind of the focal point for our conversation, and that is the 2022 Wisconsin Corn Soy Expo, tell people the story about how you as a grower decided to get involved with the board.
8: Well, I was approached by one of the board members, uh, Don Lutz, and he was one that kind of got me excited about it. And uh, from then on, I just, I learned a lot about the board and everything that it does behind the scenes and what they do on a national level, and it just, it's really exciting.
0: You know, I'm always jealous of you guys. You were, Steve was telling me they've got another board meeting coming up, and I always feel like you guys get the sneak peek behind the scenes on some of the fantastic research, education, information that's being exchanged on the board. I've got to believe that's one of the most attractive parts about being involved.
8: Yeah, it is. We get firsthand uh, information on the YIELD. And all the research that uh, Sean Conley, Damon and Smith, Rodrigo, Kerry Lebansky, they all do that and, and it's it's information that we can use personally well, we'd love to share that with all farmers in Wisconsin.
0: My, I don't, sometimes I think uh, farmers maybe forget that we've got the dream team when it comes to soybean uh, leaders in our state. I'm not just talking about the farmers. Like you said, Dr. Sean Conley, recognized across the United States. Uh, Dr. Damon Smith, our plant pathologist. Dr. Rodrigo Worley, like you said, they are our dream team. Well, Steve, we want to focus in a little bit of attention on what's coming up in 2022. Back with all kinds of gusto, is our 2022 Wisconsin Corn Soy Expo. That's February 3rd and 4th back at the Kalahari Resort in Wisconsin Dells. You know, that's something that has turned into being a real staple, not only for great information and education, but just a great place to socialize. I'm guessing that you, visiting with other board members, other soybean growers, are excited about that element for sure.
8: Yeah, the nice thing about that is it's going to be a full trade show. Uh, Obviously, once again, like you mentioned, it's going to be at Kalahari, um, which is nice to see, Um, and and they do some nice special things on room rates and everything else for attendees, Um, and I think it's going to be more exciting and and, uh, can't wait to get back to
0: it. What kinds of topics do you think we're going to be seeing on the docket, Steve? Now, again, granted, folks, this is all in flux, but we've got two days jam-packed with individual breakouts as well as great general session conversations. What are you guessing they're probably going to bring to the forefront?
8: Well, first and foremost, I know we'll obviously talk about the main crops. Nutrition yields, a lot of the data that they've accumulated over the year. And and they'll share all that information, which is great. But we also have uh, a couple marketing sessions, um, and we know that's a big top topic with all the high price uh, corn and soybeans that we've seen, and and how to market those. Um, And also we have succession planning, um, which is really good a good topic.
0: Well, and we don't want to overlook the partnership that uh, the Wisconsin soybean growers have with the Wisconsin corn growers and the Wisconsin Pork Association. That group, the Wisconsin Pork Association, really introduces us to uh, a wonderful element of uh, socializing, right?
8: Yes, you're exactly right. And actually, the first night on Thursday, it's going to be uh, Taste of the Pork evening, and they're going to do a lot of things uh, on that evening for us. And it gives growers a chance to mingle with other producers, and it's open for a few hours to be able to chat and share a lot of ideas.
0: Now, Steve, you were telling me that you actually were a part and attended the Wisconsin Corn and Soy Expo long before you became a board member. What drew you to it as a grower, and what do you continue to get from it?
8: Well, it's always nice to see the exhibitors um, because there's, there's a lot in one room like that of different things, whether it's crop insurance, farm equipment, seed or crop inputs. And then it's the other growers that you happen to, you know, uh, run into that you can share ideas. It's a great time of the year
0: to do that. Steve Trupukowski is along with us. He's a board member on the Wisconsin Soybean Board and also a grower himself. We're talking a little bit about the Wisconsin Corn Soy Expo back again, February 3rd and 4th, 2022, at the Kalahari Resort in Wisconsin Dells. And like Steve pointed out, a full trade show, all kinds of exhibitors and companies that will be there, plus two days' worth of full programming. And to your point, Steve, one of the other reasons why we're discussing it Now is the time to get registered so that you can capitalize on all those early discounts.
8: Yes, you're exactly right. Um, And and anybody that wants to, if uh, you're willing to get a, a paid membership to Wisconsin Soybean Association, you get a significant discount on your
0: admission to the expo. Right. And that keeps you kind of in the in the loop as far as all the in-state research that Wisconsin checkoff dollars are supporting and also connected on the national scene because one uh, membership essentially gets you access to the national as well, correct? That is correct. So talk to me a little bit more about why you believe farmers need to take time. They'll say, well, there's all kinds of meetings. Uh, we got comfortable with the virtual world and watching things when we wanted to. How are you going to entice them to uh, make the trip to Wisconsin Dells?
8: Well, number one, it's a great time of the year. Um, And also, there's a lot of information packed in those two days um, that I don't really think you can get anywhere else. Um, And it's nice. Um, I mean, if people want to, they can also go to Wisconsin Corn and Soybean Expo website, um, get information off of there. and, And it's a good place to register for this event.
0: Yeah, and please do get that taken care of. Get your hotel reservations in place if you plan on staying overnight. You know, the other element that we don't really talk about on the website or anywhere else, Steve, is the value of those hallway conversations. You mentioned how being uh, in front of so many exhibitors all under one roof, you can... uh, talk about your farm specific to what they've got. Same thing goes. You can talk with other growers about challenges you might have seen this growing season and maybe some of the solutions that they kicked around. Those hallway conversations are pretty valuable. Oh, yes, exactly. Especially when
8: our harvest is just around the corner, you know, there's a lot of things that are fresh in your mind now, but when you get to that event, it's nothing like sharing your, your experiences and, and different things that we uh, we have to uh, tolerate during the year.
0: Well, and it's good regardless of your age. We see a lot of young growers bringing their families, and the kids go to the water park By well, dad's in the, the sessions. We see a lot of folks that are a little bit more mature in their career that can see the latest innovations that make mate make things easier or uh, keep that next generation engaged on the farm. So it is a great mixing pot. Uh, Steve, uh, let's talk just a little bit more. The other thing that you can tap into if you're at uh, Corn Soy Expo is watching your board in action. There are business meetings that take place for those folks that want to see how the associations are taking action.
8: That is exactly right. There will be a board meeting for both corn and soy. And uh, we'll, we'll have those meetings during uh, the second day of, of the uh, conference.
0: I tell you what, folks, you're going to come away exhausted with excitement about what you learned, what you saw people that you met. Steve Tributowski is along with us, one of the board members on the Wisconsin Soybean Board. And again, we're talking about you getting involved with the 2022 Wisconsin Corn Soy Expo. The dates again, February 3rd through the 4th, 2022, Kalahari Resort in Wisconsin Dells. Like Steve said, uh, become a member of the Wisconsin Soybean Association and you'll find big discounts when it comes to registration. More details are available right now at badgerbean.com Or go directly to the show website, cornsoyexpo.org. And regardless of your tenure in agriculture, or if you're just checking things out, it is the conference to be at. This conversation brought to you courtesy of your soybean checkoff dollars and the Wisconsin Soybean Marketing Board. Stay connected with what's happening in the state of Wisconsin with those excellent experts that we talked about, Dr. Sean Conley our University Extension Soybean Specialist, Dr. Damon Smith, as well as Dr. Rodrigo Worley. In that complement of experts, you can follow along at badgerbean.com. Also, coolbean.info. And we look forward